1: do most of my all changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in Al Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in Al Reno, they're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new, used um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at Diffie Ford And let's get into today's episode. Please welcome to the podcast today, uh, Mr. Seth Humphrey, who I guess we're building we're in is the Vitality Mill. And most people, if they're a Yukon woman over 40, they've seen her YouTube videos, Yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we got connected because uh, my sister-in-law, Cassie, works here. Uh, she's also on the YouTube videos now. Mm-hmm. I saw that the other day. I was like, oh, I recognize that person on my YouTube. I told them. But excited to dive into your story, uh, share about everything you've been doing, all your passions, and you know, just get to know you a little bit before we start recording. It's, I can tell this is going to be uh, a very impactful podcast for anyone listening. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, but just on the fact that... You know, we can all, I think, improve, right? We can all improve in all areas of our yeah. lives, not just fitness. And I know it's the start of the year. Everyone's talking about their New Year's resolutions, and, you know, we're late January. This might be, they might have even fail already. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll get into all that stuff and, and how you can improve every day uh, through your business fitness, life, family, you know, relationships, whatever it is. Um, but Seth, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for welcoming to into this awesome, into, into the space. Um, not very often do I get a space that is as good a sound quality as this. So yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, man, t- tell us, uh, I guess before we get started into like what you do on the day to day, tell me about a little bit about, you know, your background.
0: Yeah. So, um, for me, I've, Went to college back in Southeastern Oklahoma State University. Um, there, it was all fitness. I wanted to, uh, I, I actually was in broadcasting and communications, had a radio show and, and things like that, and thought that that was the direction I wanted to go, then every everyone was thinking the same thing, right? Um, and there was a lot more skilled individuals than I was, and I I was really wanting to be sports broadcasting was the direction. but. Uh, From there, it was fitness has always been my uh, my passion. It's been something I'd always wanted to do. And I remember back in high school, I told my mom that I was uh, going to own a gym one day, and she's like, "Well, when you get a real job and things, and what's going to happen is is you'll fall off on that." And and it was one of those things that that always stuck with me that she said that. And when someone tells me uh, that I can't do something or I'm not going to do something, then that's going to that I'm going to do it. And so uh, from there. I got into college, um, waited tables, uh, started doing some personal training in the gym. And then, um, you know, I got in trouble in college. It was one of those things where I was waiting tables, making good money, doing stuff. And it was one of those things where it was like... I'm st- stuck here. I've got a college degree. I'm in this small town of Durant, and it's time for me to take action. And um, I had my wife at the time was my girlfriend, and she had a three-year-old, which my it's my son now that he he calls. I mean, we're it's it's my boy. Like I couldn't pick the better son as far as that goes if I handpicked him, and. Um, his dad didn't really have a relationship with him and i kind of stepped in as far as that but i had to move so i moved to uh oklahoma city uh my buddy cam williams owned a uh, fitness together franchise um that was 2000 uh that was 2005 2006 actually august 2006 and i uh, started personal training with him and he had one-on-one personal training and he was charging like he was charging like $3,000 for, uh, for these packages. And I was looking at this going like, how are these people, what, what are they, I don't know how this would ever work. I went in, started training, started learning everything. He put me in uh, Yukon at a new location that he had. And I came in and uh, I knew that I wanted to own a gym. And so then we started talking back and forth about like, what's the potential of us owning it together? Because I just wanted one foot in the water kind of deal. I didn't want to take all the risk. And uh, I started training a a guy named Kenny Hobbs, owns four star trailers, Um, very successful guy. He had, he had some ailments and things like that. And I, I just went all in, I learned everything I could possibly learn. And then one day he came to me and was like, what would it, what would it do? How much would it cost for you just to buy this place? And I'm like, ah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have no clue. And next thing I know, he puts money in the account. Uh, I get a loan based off of that account, and from there, it's just kind of uh, it's kind of rolled into. It was uh, twelve hundred square foot one-on-one personal training. Um, went to thirty-two hundred square foot, and we did some small group training. Had a Stretch You that we put next door to, and so I, I bought into a franchise called Stretch You, and we put that next door. Um, that that kind of rolled into from there. I was with the franchise won all these awards and that's what I was I was really I was in Oklahoma and you get all these it was during that 2006 time 2007 time where uh the recession and all that and and so I'm I'm continuing to hit good numbers and stuff but I felt like my the my franchise wasn't really respecting me they were talking about all these gyms they were doing all this and so I was like I'm going to be on that stage and I'm going to win these awards and uh, next thing I know 2013 I hire some coaches uh, and those coaches kind of started pointing me in the, uh, in the right direction and the next thing from there in 2014 I grew my business 43 uh, percent I got on the stage uh, won all the awards everybody was you know coming up to me asking me how I did this how to do that and I finally had thought that like I' had reached that what I wanted and I got done and I was like I got this goofy glass award. And I busted my butt to get to this point, and now what? I'm the, heaviest, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Stressed out, working with clients I don't even want to work with, and that was a. Uh, that's when everything started to change. Those same coaches for those same coaches that I hired, they uh, they started making a change. I started seeing them uh, start to uh, invest in every area of their life, and um, it was it was uh, November of 2014. I was in uh, We went to Key West and then we went to Miami, Florida, where we did a uh, fitness entrepreneur, the coaching. They had their all their coaching group there. And we went in and um, they gave us an opportunity. They said, hey, in January uh, 2015, in San Diego, we're going to have this. we're gonna have this event for uh, uh, fitness entrepreneurs, and um, we're gonna show you kind of what we've been doing has changed our uh, our life, and we want to do that. And I, I was all in; I dropped twenty five hundred dollars right then, and that was the uh, that's been the um, the catalyst to to changed my life. It, it started, I started to see where I was a hypocrite, where I was telling my son, like, you shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't eat that. And then right when he was turning his head, I was shoving food down my pie hole. Um, and then the resistance started to come. I um, I started leveling up. I started another business called the Gorilla Alliance. Um, and the Gorilla Alliance is just a, a group of uh, success-driven men that are wanting to be their most elite versions. When you look at gorillas, you look at them and you think they're they're going they're going to kill you and they're going to, they're mean and things like that. But they they eat plants and they don't mess with you unless you mess with them, and they don't mess with you unless you mess with their family. And they're they're um, that's kind of the direction I just came up with it and next thing I know that started and 2015 I decided I was going to leave my franchise and I didn't do the I didn't do the the background stuff that I needed to look at and see that my lease didn't end until another year but my my franchise agreement was done so I kind of popped off and after I won those awards I'm like I'm done I'm gonna move on do my own thing and they're like okay cool but you got to move eight miles from our contract you got to move eight miles and I was like oh wow and then I have a year's left in that building and and then you got to move out of here so I'm like I'm kind of screwed and so I um I just told them like I'm not moving and I I Blacked out the walls. I changed the name to Third Space, and they finally came back to me and said, "Okay, let's let's work something out because uh, you're not going to leave. You're not going to quit. And so let's work something out. Let's sign another year, and you can stay here. And then once your your stuff's up, then you can move and go on and do whatever. And then they just changed the three miles. I started. Uh, I had other franchises hitting me up uh, uh, though that, that was with them, and they started hitting me up and saying like, Hey you can you've done this and you've moved because i put myself on the stage and so like they're like you've you've left and then what had happened and i was like you know what i'm not real sure how it's gonna work and i started watching these other franchises like they stayed in the same spot took their names down and nothing happened to them and so i was like okay well obviously if i just move then we're gonna be good um so at three miles i didn't do three miles i um I uh, my father started to get sick in 2016, and uh, it was one of those things where he started to get sick. Uh, the resistance with the uh, with the franchise and stuff was was weighing heavy on me. I was really starting to invest in all the areas. I call it the vital four areas: fitness, family, faith, and finances. And in 2016, I um, my father was got, got really really sick. He had uh, caught sepsis. He already had a few heart attacks and things like that. And, um, July 22nd, I had the doctor came in, they didn't, he'd been in the hospital for April, all the way to July, and he just couldn't get the fluids off of him. And, uh, the doctors came in and they tried this experiment on, and he thought that this was going to be it. Cause he'd always bounce back. He always had, had bounced back. And so I was like... Okay, And he perks up and the doctors come in like, can we speak with you? Me and my sister walk out. And as we walk out, they, they, he basically says, we've, we've done everything and the fluid's not coming off. And um, that's pretty much our last hope. And so I walked back in and my dad kind of, and he had big blue eyes, dude been through all kinds of different things. Lost his mom at 19, a car that he was supposed to be driving, that he was too busy. She, uh, she had a seizure and died in the car wreck. Um, And so like, he never talked about it. Uh, 2007, his, his best friend and his brother, blood brother, uh, just lived about a hundred yards from him uh, on the same land. Couldn't get a hold of him. And um, busted down the door to find him dead of a heart attack, and so like my dad had all these things. He's a strong, uh, tough guy, and then he just thought that it was just going—he was just going to bounce right back from this one. And I went and looked at him, and I was like, "Dad, there's nothing else that they can do." And that that look is something that like that I, I remember um, every day, and so. From there, I I, I went and uh, I had to take my mind off of it. I was leaving; my franchise agreement was up that year, and I I just was like, I'm going to do something different. I didn't move the three miles. I'm kind of hard headed. I bought a, a 10,000 square foot building, and I went on Facebook and said, "Here's what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to build, and here's and it's going to be called this." the franchise saw it. And so they come and they go, well, you didn't move three miles. And so for 18 months, I now own a, a 10,000 square foot building, which you can, it costs a pretty good chunk of money. And uh, next thing I know, I've got secret shoppers coming in every day. I've got them they're They're, they're trying to catch me in the act. Um, and they couldn't do it because we had 10,000. And I was putting multiple businesses in. So you can't stop me from running businesses as far as that stuff goes. And, 18 months, I went through that, uh, that part of that. And it was one of those things where it was just done a, a daily. I would wake up and I would tell myself a story of, you're going to lose it all. You are going to lose it all. And then there's this, this, I had this this coach that kind of was coaching me spiritually and stuff. And he, during that time, he was there whenever my father passed away and he was, uh, he's always been around and it was, uh, 18 months, of that that journey of going back and forth lawsuits and things with my former franchise, and I walked into a coffee shop one day, and um, this guy who coached me for a year and and he's sitting over in the corner. I never go to this coffee shop, and I I look over and he's sitting in that coffee shop, and I I walk over. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, hey Seth, how's everything going? And then he asked me, he's like, how's the franchise stuff going? I said, man, they're still after me. We're still dealing with it. And he said something to me that just kind of, I took it like it was God speaking to me. He said, The Seth I know wouldn't let that stop him. He would take action on what he knows he needs to do. I left that coffee shop and I never heard back from the franchise again. So. That's kind of now it's 10,000 square foot. Um, I've got stretch you inside of this. We coach uh, individuals that are over 40 that they don't know where to start. They have injuries, they have limitations. We build a complete program around them. Uh, and I, I have also a new business called, uh, uh chill and heal where we do uh, cold plunge and sauna. And we're going to go back and forth with that. And, um, and then my grill Alliance. I've grown that to where I've got men who are pushing to be their most elite version. Uh, We're focused on giving every area of life, uh, love and appreciation. We get clear on what it is that we want. And then um, we push towards that every year. And then at the end of the year, we, we, we look course correct and keep pushing on what, what's the next steps that we want to improve on. And so that's, that's it. (laughs) That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Tell me about the faith side of things. Obviously, it seems like a huge part of your life. Yeah. When's that start?
0: I have I grew up in church. So Seth is obviously in the Bible, and I grew up in church. And um, it was one of those things where going in— uh, through high school and and going into college, kind of took my uh, focus off of my relationship with God, and then uh, it really was in 2016 uh, going through all those trials and those uh, those problems. Uh, I like I said, man. I every day I would just pray, "Get me out of this." I don't know how you're gonna get me out of these lawsuits. I don't know what how the how because I I was I, I was blatant. I mean, they had all the evidence and i just like get me out of this and uh, from there like you know i do what i say i'm going to do that's my core value number 1 that's what we and so from there's like i told him when you get me out of this then i will and so With that, man, it's like with the Grill Alliance, we have led a lot of men who didn't have a great relationship or didn't really know what that relationship looked like for them. And so that's that's been that's that's where it's at now as far as uh, far as that goes. I go to Trinity here in Yukon, been there for the last uh, uh, three years and my pastor and his wife actually work out here with us. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great position to be in, right? When you're, you know, when you're, you're in a position where you're out here and you're helping people, um, physically, right. But then also when you add in the face side of things and you, add, you know, you sit down with them, have a deep conversation say, where do you want to take this? And you, know, you talk about, you know, faith, family, fitness, and finances, like how this can really help out, not just for your body type and how that can change and how you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror, but everything else that you, you know, encompass as well. Like it's, I'm not surprised that you're successful. at What you do when you when you you know because if you were just oh we're just going to make you look good then yeah. you know you're going to have return you're not going to have the same people coming in every single day. And right?
0: that's still been the that's still the transaction. That's still been the 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 struggle. I remember 2015 when I was really getting into the, those four areas and really diving into that. And I went to my staff and I had seminars inside. Then I was telling them here's what we're going to do and they they looked at it more of as like, well, I don't need help with my I'm good with my relationship. I'm good with this. And so they looked at it as more work. And so that's really where the the grill alliance started, because I was just like, well, okay they're not going to go in and do and they people think I'm crazy as far as that stuff goes. That's kind of what kept me from going insane, probably. I said, like, okay well, you're not going to do that. Then I'll just create something over here. And um, now it's one of those things where we're starting starting to evolve into uh, where clients are starting to be more involved and want to be more, and then I'm at least have it there if they want it. They want to come just to the fitness side of it, but if you're struggling and you come to me, then I'm going to point you in the right direction, tell you what you need.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a tough conversation to have, right? When someone comes to you and says, you know, they don't, they just say, hey, if you, if you need help, you know, then we have this. But, you know, it's... Especially, you know, you go fitness, you go finances. No one likes to talk about their finances. Yeah. No one likes to talk about what they look like in the mirror, especially out loud to a stranger or someone who owns a gym. You know, like, you're really targeting really personal areas. But once you build that trust, right, and like I said, it'll take time. And then you build an environment that makes it comfortable for people to have those conversations. Yeah, It's a lot different when they come to you yeah. rather than you saying, hey, I, I, you know... How's your relationship going? You know, I like saw you saw your husband didn't look at you the way that he should have, or your wife gave you the stare the other day. Like everything okay? Like it's a little different, isn't it?
0: Well, that's the that's the problem with the the Alliance alliances. It's like men don't want to like they think they got it all figured out, right? And so like that's all that's been my struggle as far as finding the right men who realize that like every area needs that attention and that uh, appreciation and if you don't have that every area like i was saying earlier with you is when we're talking off uh, off air it was like if you have a table and that table has four legs then yeah it's sturdy if it has four legs one leg not so sturdy two legs not so sturdy three legs and that's what you see with a lot of uh, a lot of men is they do really well in the fitness area and then their finances are off they do really well maybe with faith and family and their, their fitness is off. And so, like, it's, it's that every, how do you make it where you can win in every area as far as that stuff goes? And what you were talking about there with, with the clients is when they come to me, it's like, we got to get to the facts. A lot of everybody wants to talk about uh, their feelings. Uh, and they want to, uh, be a, you know, they want to get mad or get frustrated or whatever and go right into the feelings. But if we don't ever talk about the facts, then it don't really matter what your feelings are because then you're just an emotional, you know, you're just <laughs> being emotional. But if you can actually get to the facts of this is where I'm at, this is what I struggle with. Now we can start to put together of, okay, well, these are the facts. How would it make you feel if you started hitting this? What would your focus need to be on? And then what would the fruit be?
1: yeah yeah tell me tell me about you know obviously in the story that you told you know uh, there's a it's a reoccurring theme of like coaches and mentors Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that is really important because then you know you're a coach to a a lot of people as Mm -hmm. well but tell me about kind of the just the the decision to seek mentors seek coaching and always kind of decide that hey i can always improve and leveling up and and how that has helped your business grow
0: yeah so real simple i don't i believe that if 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 you don't have if you're a coach and you don't have coaches then you don't believe in coaching and so for me it was like I see individuals that have what I want and if you look at it like uh, Disney World you go to Disney World they have the fast pass like I don't want to wait in the line like if you got the results that I want I will pay you in my time in my energy in my focus in my money I'll pay you to get to the front of the line and and w- if you show me what to do. I'll get it done every single time. And so for me, it's been like, with the first it started fitness okay well, i need help with my fitness we're hitting this number and i can't get past that that bled over to my my coaches and i respected them i saw them start to change and that bled over into like being a four-dimensional man and being able to have a, a gamify my life in every area to, to, to focus on that's then gone into uh marketing to being able to help have help there to uh all the way across the board spiritual coach to um you name it i've i've I got new nutrition coach. Now I have, uh, uh, I have a fitness coach that actually writes my workouts up. I have, um, a business coaches to help me in certain ways. And so across the board. Like, that's just what I believe it is. Like, if you don't believe in coaching, then uh, you're not, if you're a coach and you don't have coaches and you don't believe in coaching.
1: Yeah. The other thing that, that you mentioned as well is like, you thought you were going to be in, pro, in sports broadcasting and, and people who listen to this will know you, you know, Probably won't be surprised at that at a young age because you're very comfortable in front of a camera, right? And, and obviously the videos that you make and, and the marketing that you've done. What, I mean, if you look back and, and you think, man, that that, that young kid that wanted to be in sports broadcasting, what led you to want to be in sports broadcasting when you were a kid?
0: I just, I I remember like when uh, like the NFL draft and things like that would come Come on! is like I was glued to it. I was like before the internet was like I would write down every pick and like I remember my friends back in uh, back in middle school and high school and like they would just pull out like baseball cards and they would say where did this person go to college. What position they play, who's who they play for. And I would just be able to left and right. And so it was like it was a, it was a unique ability that I had as far as that stuff goes. And I thought like now I look at it and I know that God was putting me like pointing me in that direction with uh, sports and, and broadcasting that would set me up to today. Be able to sit in front of you confidently with a video on and be able to do that. Now that that happened at first, like I just saw uh, today in my memories a video pop up and 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 that i'm it, it's it's cringeworthy right but it's one of those things where if you just continue to just like with anything you just continue to show up you're going to get better and better just like you talked about with the podcast it's like you do it and then it's like oh this is awful and then go, he goes next thing you know he's like oh look what happened now we're interviewing governors and things like that so yeah no yeah.
1: that's the the other thing, obviously, you know, you you have that that super impactful moment with your dad, right, in the hospital. But going back, growing up around your dad, it sounds like your dad was a big big entrepreneur as well. Yeah. So the, so it's always when I interview people who are entrepreneurs, it's of no surprise that their mum or dad was that figure for them as well. Yeah. It's very, um, not very uncommon, but for the most part. If you grow up and your parents work nine to five, you're probably going to work nine to five Mm -hmm. as well, right? Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit about kind of what you remember of dad growing up and, and, you know, the entrepreneur in in, in him that obviously inspired the entrepreneur in you and then, you know, just going on and how that's progressed.
0: Yeah. So even with that, my mom was a realtor and very, very good at that. And so she, I watched how she took care of people. Like she'd bend over backwards, almost to a fault, uh, taking care of people. Now with my dad, he woke up every day and he loved what he did. And so my mom would say, like, you and your dad are alike where you have chosen a path where it's something that I don't look at, like coming in to the to the vitality mill and getting on a coaching call with my clients. I don't look at that like work at all. Now there's stresses as far as like looking at the bank accounts and trying to do all that. And and, and with your uh, with your sister-in-law and and my my staff and making sure that I can provide uh, so they can live the life that they love. And so with my dad, it was like I looked at the things that he did. They did really, really well. And just like with coaching, it's like I looked at things he did really, really well. But I also looked at things he didn't do very well. And the things he didn't do very well was like I had baseball, basketball, football games. He had sales. He's a a cattle rancher, bought and sold cows. So he he would he had and he was the best at what he did. But I would watch him and he would have um, it was all business. Didn't go on vacations. Didn't go to my my games and things like that. Great dad, he was doing the best that he could. He learned how he learned from his his dad, and and so it's one of those things where where my son plays college football, and like this last year, we we went to every game. Like if we did six to seven hour drives, we went to every game. It's like I'm not gonna miss that stuff. So for me, it was like watching what he did, um, and and having that that for him having his purpose and his mission to help for me, it was like, okay, now I see what you did there. And I, I like that. But if we don't give that same love and appreciation to all the other areas, then what are we actually doing? And so that's why with that relationship, we're having to look at him. It was like, one of those things where like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. And if I can use my father's name now, and have that as a story to be able to help other men to look at and realize that like this life is ticking and it's going to be over and you're going to look at it and you're going to think that you're really successful now. But I've seen a lot of individuals that make a lot of money that are poor in a lot of other areas. And for me, it's like, I want to be that most elite version. I want to walk into the room and people look at me and go like, that dude's different. And that and you if you don't have that investment in those other areas and really trying to look at just like in business of here I am, and this is where I'm at now. Well, this is what I don't like. And I need to get better at. Okay, now what do I need to change to start improve? And just chipping away at it like that. So I just took my my father's mistakes, mm-hmm. but I also just learned from like what he did and the life that he lived. That he loved what he did. You know, so yeah, that I mean that is very hard to
1: do, though, isn't it? That's the tough part about it. Is like to be your elite self in all of these areas. You know, you. I think the thing with a I know I definitely struggle with, and and it might just be a man thing, but we generally try to take on too much than we should Mm -hmm. do, right? Rather than just focusing on a few things and doing them the best we can, right? I think we all just, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And then you're like, you're letting someone down. So I'm interested to know like how, when you decide to do that and and obviously not be like, be like your dad in in the work area, but also be better in, in family and other areas, like, How do you go about practic- practically being you know great at the main four things that you talked about? Yeah,
0: so a majority have a small plate. Mm-hmm. I like, would like to look at it like, like an appetizer plate, right? And they have this appetizer plate, and they go to a buffet. And they go to the buffet, and they just pile all the favorite foods on it. And then they walk back to the table. They're dropping food everywhere, and people are looking at them as far as that goes. For me, it's like we need a larger plate. Stress isn't going anywhere. And I look at that like all the things you add to your plate, stress isn't going anywhere. So at first to be able to produce, like we need to be able to produce, we have to be in power. And so for to be in power, we got to start our day with taking control of ourselves first. So for me, when it comes to my fitness, I look at it in a couple different areas. I look at it like with a green shake okay, every day I can drink a green shake. That's not a problem. So I give that to my men. It's like, have a green shake every day. That's a half a point. Okay. Okay. You do that. I'm not going to tell you what to eat, but if you do that every day. That's an investment. And then that's like compounding interest as far as that stuff goes. From there, it's either like break a sweat. So we're like, it doesn't have to be a full blown workout, just five to 10 minutes, because we all know that like just shifting out of that mental state that we're in and getting and breaking a sweat, what that does is makes us feel better. And so um, for me, I'm getting my workout in later in the day, and so I get in the cold every morning. I have an ice barrel. It's, it's got a, a cooler hooked up to it. It's, it's 45 degrees every morning. I get in that for three to five minutes, and that helps me shift out of my state, and it takes my energy from about a six all the way up to eight or a nine. A majority of people will say they don't have the energy, It's not a, or they don't have the time. It's not a time problem, it's an energy problem. When you have the energy, you go above and beyond. When you have the energy, you have those tough talks. When you have the energy, you're able to show up in the bedroom differently. When you have the energy, you go out with your kids and you play with them a little bit more. And so it's not a time problem because we all have the same amount of time. It's an energy. So then I look at it and go, okay, fitness, now I'm feeling good. Now I look at it and go, okay, what do I need to look at when I, when I talk about my faith side? My faith side, I'm going to take five to ten minutes in the morning time to meditation, prayer, and that helps me create space. And so a majority of people are reactive. And by being reactive, we eat what we, we don't think about, what we're putting in our mouth. We drink, things like that. We, people cut us off. We're putting our middle fingers up. And so for me, it's like, okay, now I've created some space. And I've, I've connected that way. And now that's going to be a half a point. On the other side of that, a half a point when, like I was mentioning earlier, like I woke up every day during that, that 18 month uh, going through and thinking they're going to shut me down and this and that. And I, I told myself a story. And that story was, I'm going to lose it all. And I wrote that. I, I one day I just wrote down, and this is that's the other half a point in the face side of it is question your stories. Is I, I wrote down, I'm gonna lose it all, and then I just I just reversed that. I have it all, and then I started identifying and ma- what makes that true. Well, I got a beautiful family. I've got my health. I own a 10,000 square foot building. I've got a good, great relationship with God. I have my, and so I started naming all these things I had. And so like the next thing that happened was when I told myself that story again, Awareness precedes change. Once you become aware that that's not the truth. And so when I tell myself that story, I'm like, oh, that's not true because remember this list that I made. And so a half a point for taking that time for meditation, half a point for questioning the stories I'm running in my head. And so that knocks the faith side out. On the uh, family side, it's just investing um, sending a couple text messages out. So it could be text message, a video, a note, um, whatever it is that you want to communicate in and how you want to do that. And I would just send a couple messages out and say, "Hey, this is where we're at. I love you. I appreciate you." And I'm not doing that for them. I'm doing that to make an investment into my into my uh, into my relationships. And I'm doing that for me to make myself know that I'm doing those things and that they know how I feel. So half a point for each of those. So there's uh, one point there for a couple messages. And that changes because my wife gets the same message. She knows, that like, okay, you're you're just getting you're getting your stuff that you need to do. On the other side of that, it's uh it's finances. And so when people look at finances, they think money, but I believe that's a skill set and a mindset issue. Those are our only problems that we have to deal with. If you don't know how to do a podcast, that's a skill set problem. If you don't think that nobody will listen to your podcast, that's a mindset problem, right? And so for me, it's like what is something that I can study, that I can just read five, 10 minutes, could be three pages. I'm going to find something that I can uh, that I can take and invest into my business. And then on the other side of it, I'm just going to write it down. So then like, it may not be something that I execute on right now, but now I have, uh, now I start to build a bank full of uh ideas and and thing and some of these ideas are crap <laughs> like they're not ever going to be but they they can start to give me a, a a direction to start to improve on as far as that stuff goes so now you have you have four points a half a point half a point eight items Four points, and now you try to hit twenty-eight points in a week. That gives me the power to now start to be able to show up and do the things that need to be done. And, and if you start to invest, there's never going to be uh, areas going to be even, but we're now we're pulling them up, and so that's the start to get the day started. As far as that, that gives me the power to be able to show up. So that when I'm when i be able to have a conversation with you or my clients, I'm showing up as the best that I can that day. And that's not that doesn't mean that every day is going to be my best but I'm showing up the best that I can that day.
1: Yeah, and then you just get into how many days can I stack? Yeah, right. And okay, you might have a bad day. That's fine. But then it's you know you get right back on the horse the next day and keep going. And yep. it's it seems like like you you know you have a, a general plan every day, right? Because from what you said, people listening to that, they're like, I can't remember any of that. But mm-hmm. if you have a plan, mm-hmm. you follow that plan, and then back to the energy thing, it starts with you know what you put in your body
0: because you have more energy. Yeah, just slamming Red Bulls a every day. A <laughs> plan creates discipline. Yeah. So people are like, I'm not disciplined. Well, you 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 are, because if we looked at people, like the things that they're really good at, whether they're a great dad or whatever, you are. You just have to have the plan to be able to, to put it into play. And when you have a plan, then you can create some discipline around that. But majority don't have a plan in all the other areas. And so that goes with the next part of it is, it's like, okay, now – When I start my year and that's something that Cassie and my staff has gone through uh, this last this past uh, couple of weeks that we went over is like, okay, this is where I want to go this next year. And I'm setting targets that I'm like, that looks impossible for me to get there. Right. How the heck am I ever going to do that? And these are the facts of where I'm starting at now. And so like this month, these are the these are the items that I need to start. So like at the end of 2023, I want to be caffeine free. And so, when I look at that right now, it's like, well, you drink a cold brew every single day. Like, you you enjoy that. So, then I start to look at and go, okay, this month I allow myself to have two cold brews. So, I'm going to have eight cold brews over the course of the month. Okay. Then the next month I'll course correct that and go, okay, now you've got that done. Now what? Okay, now I'm going to cut it down to one cold brew. So, that's four cold brews in a month. And it just goes from there as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's like if you dive into it, say, right, I'm going teetotal now. I'm mm-hmm. not going to have any. You're going to, you know, yeah. Like most people who probably start yeah. their New Year's resolutions, they, you know, they they're sore, and yeah. they, they hate their life. They don't like eating salad a weekend and they think
0: I'm they go hard. Doing this. It's like the seventy-five hard. You've heard seventy-five hard, so I've like, done it, yeah. Yeah, so seventy-five hard is a great program for discipline. Yeah. But what people do is, is they they try to do these these things hard. And hard's never going to get you where you want to go. It's not going to get you those sustainable results. Because what happens is willpower will run out. And if you're basing it off just willpower, then it's going to run out and you're going to be stuck in the same position you are. So I just had a guy the other day that was like uh, a couple months back and he lost like 80 pounds like in doing 75 hard. But then what happens is, is that's a challenge. After that challenge is over with, guess what? Went back to his old ways. He, he wanted to have cheat meals again, but now he's not moving as much as he used to move. And so the next thing you know, he put 65 of those pounds right back on. And so it's just quit making, let's simplify it and, and quit thinking that everything has to be hard. But we've been wired as men, as, as, as success-driven individuals, that hard will get you the results you want. It's not hard that will get you the results. It's that simple, sustainable consistency. If you can just stay consistent, that's why I tell you all the time. It's like, I'm not the smartest dude in the world, but talking about consistency, I, there, there's nobody that can, will outdo me as far as that, because I'll show up every single day and I'll get a little bit better. And that's what you were talking about. It's like, there's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. There's going to be struggles. Now let's start to look at it and go like, okay, there's a problem. Okay, what happened? Why is that a positive? What's the simple lesson I can learn from that? And how can I relate that simple lesson back to my fitness? How can I relate it back to my family? How can I relate back to my finances? And how can I relate back to my faith? And now we have a way to be able to go, okay, I'm learning a lesson from that. But then also that takes it where I can, I have a little bit of content too, right? So I can take that and I can go share that on uh, social media. So every morning when I've done that, that question, my thoughts and really diving into the stories I'm telling myself, I'll have a revelation or an insight. And every morning about 7 a.m. If you go to my, uh, my Facebook page, I've, I've put some type of insight on there. And so then people uh, will see that and they'll be like, oh, but that just came from my revelation. Because here's, I'm, and this is, I'm a little bit weird this way as far as like, you look at the Bible, the Bible was just men who had stories from their experience. That's all it was. And so, like, recently my pastors asked me to go to Egypt to speak at, at a CrossFit gym and to share my faith, but to be able to do it in a way that I can't verbalize and be able to say, you need to do this. But he asked me that. And at first he starts telling me about ISIS is like 10 miles away and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, and it hit me. And I'm like, that's what faith's all about. Like, that's exactly what that's the same. That's the, that I'm basically like showing up and doing that. So if I can share my revelations and stuff, I don't know where it will go. And it may not go anywhere. But uh, if my if my grandkids can look back and be like oh, that was my grandpa. Like, I see what he, I see that now. Then that's that's kind of the, it keeps my legacy alive, just like keeping my dad's legacy alive by sharing his story that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing you mentioned,
1: especially for those 18 months, you woke up every day sort of with a fear that you're going to get shut down. Yeah. And I think the one thing that successful people do is, everybody has those fears they get nervous those butterflies you know if you don't like making sales calls whatever it is you always get that thing that makes you feel like you don't want to do it and what successful people do is they just do it anyway right and once you get the ball rolling you don't even remember that you had fears my question though is how do you explain that and get the average person that walks in here today you know regardless if it's fitness or it's business or anything else you know how do you train them to do that right because for us like I hate making sales calls Mm -hmm. and I I I mean I will probably hate doing it for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. but once I get two or three in I'm rolling right it's that first one that was the hardest and it's probably the same you know it goes back right yeah it
0: goes back to like that uh, stepping into power yeah and so like taking that so like being able to just get the ball rolling like you talk about it's like everybody wants motivation they talk about motivation well I need motivation to do that it's not motivation it's a uh, it's a discipline and a momentum Mm. problem and so if you have a plan you have discipline but then if you have uh, knocking out if I knocked out eight things now I've got that that ball rolling as far as that stuff goes but then I have uh, a direction that I'm working towards that I know that I want. So now I have a plan as far as in my life. And so because every area I've got targets for my fitness, every area I've got targets for my faith, for finances and for family. And so now it's like, okay, this is what's required for me to get to where I want to go. This is what I'm going to have to do to get there and take your thinking out of it. And just take action on it. And what starts to happen is now we can start heading in that, that, that direction and start to and quit trying to um, quit trying to figure it out and quit trying to look ahead of the game and try to figure out how that's going to work out and just go like today, this is what needs to be done. And if I do this today, then I know I've won. So what we what we do with as far as like in the finance side of it, if it's something you told me like, hey, I've got to make this many, uh, I've got to make some sales. And I know that if I jump on a call mm-hmm. that I'm going to make, if I jump on 25 calls and, and reach out, then I will I usually make a sale. Then what we do is go, okay, This this week, here's the four items that I need to to accomplish in my finance side of it, that if I accomplish these things, that I know that it's been a successful week and I know that I'm moving the ball forward. Not the not the everyday things like I send an email out every day. I've been doing that since 2012 to my list or so. That's something I do every day. That's a that's a given but what actually is going to move that ball forward as far as that stuff goes.
1: Yeah. So big on just breaking it down as much as it can be broken down to and not focusing on that just big end number, you know, whatever it is or that goal. Cause it, like I said, it, when you do set goals, it, you set goals that are way out there, right? Yeah.
0: So if you just have like, this is where I'm going and this is what needs to be done this month. So yeah. this week, this is what needs to be done. And then boom, I got that done. Now I can move forward and quit. Everybody wants to, like use it as, I just used that as, as an analogy the other day with my, uh, my men. On the call is like you look at life like it's got like a long, dark hallway Mm. and you can you can go down that long, dark hallway and try to figure things out. And you might run into different things. But if you just like today, just put a kind of just take care of what needs to be done, take action, have that flashlight, you can take it and you can get so far. And then what starts to happen is is like you go down that hallway, then you start to see that there's an actual turn Mm. and that turn leads to and then you're there we look and we go, oh, there's nothing down that hallway. And, but This is only so far as you can see. So just do today what needs to be done. And now you can start to win that long-term as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like then that applies to everything in life, right? Like, everything. You know, it, you know, when you look at, I, you know, for the example, people are training for the marathon right now. Yeah. You know, 26 miles. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. scary distance. Long, it's long, yeah. And
0: yeah. that's why they have the couch to 5K. Let's mm-hmm. just run the 5K right now. Yeah. Outside, I mean,
1: Obviously, away from the business stuff, what, what else, like, you know, that you've got to have some downtime, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, what? which I'm sure, knowing you now for about 40 minutes, is mm-hmm. that downtime still productive. Yeah. But whether that's with the kids or whatever. But,
0: I mean, what makes you tick? Uh, creating a life I love. Okay. I don't really need... I don't really need any uh, – my my wife, we, we're going to hang out, we're going to do things, going and watching my son play football um, while I still be able to, able to do that. I love doing that. But – for me, it's like I just I have items that I need to do, and then they're, they're not things that I have to do. And so when when you have that, it's one of those things. Like sports is another one where are you going know, watching, you know, I'm look look forward to the divisional playoffs this next year or this next week, as far as that stuff goes. So I know that that's something I'm going to enjoy to be able to sit back and stuff. But man, I've got to keep moving. I think so many people are bored and they're bored, and that's why when you're bored, that's when they start making decisions that aren't in line with the they really want they eat too much they drink too much I I give a damn about how I feel and if I don't feel good, it's going to impact everything. And so, like, I'm going to still hit my things and do all the things I need to do. So it may be I'm going for just a simple walk with my wife. But I'm getting my steps in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't want it to sound like I don't want to have fun at all because I, I do. But yeah. it's one of those things where, like, when you create a life you love, you don't need a vacation from that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I learned from my dad as far as that stuff goes. So He didn't go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't do any of that stuff. And that was also, the other side of it was a a downfall of his as well, right? Yeah. And so it's like, we're going to have fun. We're going to have that. But I'm also setting targets with that as well of saying like, hey, you know what? At the end of every quarter, let's go on vacation and stuff so we can back off and let's go with that. And this last little bit with my son, it was like me and my wife would go to like, he'd play in Arkansas, we'd go to Broken Bow and we we rent a place in Broken Bow and we would make a weekend of it as far as that stuff goes. And so it was like, we're, we're getting to invest in him, but then same time, we're able to have a little bit of fun and break away as far as that stuff goes yeah. too.
1: One thing, I mean, and this is kind of just me thinking about, one thing that I, I generally struggle with is that people work, you know, 40, 50 years in a business, they retire and then, they're, you know, 65, Done. and that's what irritates yeah. me, right? Is like they're working to retire, yeah. but then there's, they're the oldest they've ever been, yeah. and they have now nothing to do, and their body's not great. I, I, I have conversations with this about my wife. I'm like, you know, I think the big thing that, that gets people in, in, in nine to five jobs is security, the insurance, you know, whatever it is, right? I, I mean- when you're a business, I know you can own a business and it, it's full time. However, you build a team, you do it the right way, yeah. you know, like, and that's one thing I love about mm-hmm. what I can do is that I'm never worried about calling someone saying, can I get a day off? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But then also I'm never going to probably retire from doing this podcast and yeah. I lose my voice. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just interested on your thoughts on that too yeah. as well.
0: Uh, I think that that's when you, I think people have created a, um, <laughs> where they've got that, that there's an end. There's no end. It doesn't stop. It doesn't it doesn't stop until it does stop. And so I see it all the time with like success driven guys or success driven individuals who like to retire. And then it's it's not too far after they retire that they're they're done. Because mentally they're not they're not your mind's the happiest when it's making progress. And so like you've got to always be showing it progress and always and so like for me it's it's a it's a it's about uh, evolution about to just continuing to like it will be always be different you know I don't plan on working but like I said if you create a life that you love to do like and things that and that takes that takes you know it, it it takes where you have to take some action and do some hard things and make some decisions that at that time you don't really know, know why you're doing it that that. Lead to that, though, too. And I think people are so caught in the uh, the day-to-day that they don't ever really think about their—what the life that they would—if they, they could create a life that they actually loved and do what they can do on a daily basis. Kind of like you said with the podcast, then that's where they're going to be stuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then it's too late, right? Or they, they, they might have a family to— Or
0: they provide. bank it all on their kids. Right. And yeah. then when kids are gone, it's like— you know, they don't have anything as far as that stuff goes. As far as that, so they, yeah.
1: I always think about stuff like that because you know, like you always think when you get to like, what's life going to be like when I'm sixty, 60, 65 or whatever it is. Like it's, yeah, maybe I won't get there. Who knows? We'll never yeah. know. But it, it, you know, I, I hate just for as much for as long as we know, right? We, you know, we've got one go with this, right? Yeah. And and I love the. I think something Ed Milet said was like he lives every life, lives every day as if. Uh, he's going to whenever he goes to Pearly Gates yeah. there's going to be he sees his most
0: elite food. version yeah. that's and exactly the like, same way I'm the exact same way and that, that gives me chills thinking about yeah, that, right? that, that that guy's going to be looking at me mm-hmm. and he's going to be like God's going to be like this is who I created you to be mm-hmm. you know I yeah. gave you I gave you domain to have control over every area mm-hmm. and to be fruitful in all those areas by your fruit you will know them yeah. and so then like when I look at that I think about that it's like I want when I look at that dude, it's like it's not gonna be perfect. Absolutely not gonna be perfect because nothing perfect don't exist. But I'm gonna, I'm obviously like, oh, we could be brothers. Yeah, yeah, you know what close mean? To that yeah. yeah as as possible, close as possible, right? Right? absolutely.
1: Yeah, to that point, then I think it's a great way to finish up, just saying that. Look, if you know regardless, even if you're not a person of faith, even if you don't even live close to Yukon, like, how can we put this into actionable steps, right? People might be listening, thinking they want to get better their relationship, their fitness, you know, their finances, like some advice going forward for people listening that they can take away from this podcast how how would how would you start
0: well i i work online with yeah. all my <laughs> so, yeah. so i got so i i got clients online yeah. that a uh, majority of my men in the uh, grill alliance is all done online as far as that stuff goes um at first i and i can give any resources that they want to reach out as far as seth at the vitality Mill. um they can reach out but uh i i've put a bunch of videos out and things like that but uh, i would start with you have to have that that morning routine that that vital forward to get kind of going and once you start to get feeling better and once you start to to get that momentum rolling then it starts to you start to look at life a little bit different like what would happen if i did this oh i've done this i when we'll end it because i've got a consultation here but i had a i had a um an event that I set that I was going to do a CrossFit event back in 2015. And I, I set this CrossFit event and I don't do CrossFit. It's not my favorite. I don't love it at all. And it's like, I'm anti-CrossFit. But I was like, why am I so anti? So I'm going to go in and I'm going to uh, join this uh, this uh, the event at the end of it. And so for 90 days, I went in and I went to this CrossFit and I walked in and they were like, hey, what are you here for? What do you want to do? You know, the whole spill. And I said, I'm going to win this event. In 90 days, I need to start working on CrossFit. And they're like, Oh, you may just need to be able to get on this, just maybe just get on the pedestal, but like, winning first. Oh, you're not gonna be able to do that. And I said, Okay. I went and I busted my butt. I was uh it was on a Super Bowl Sunday. I remember I was playing my son basketball and I came down on his ankle. I'd never sprained my ankle before, and my ankle was just Done. And so I had that event still about a month and a half out. My wife and everybody was like, Seth, you don't have to, and I continued to work around that because there's always gonna be a problem or issue. I continued to work through that. And when I and when I continued to work through it, I got to the I got to the event. And my ankle had no mobility in it. I was doing some of the stuff with my on my on the tip of my toes because I couldn't put my foot all the way down. And um, and then at the end of that event, I, I've done really, really well. And they had the final event. And the first thing you had to do was box jumps. And I haven't even jumped off of this foot. And so I'm like, I'm not going to win this event because of that ankle and this and that. And I went and I, at the end of it, I, I did the best I could and I'm, I'm pissed. Like I'm leaving and I'm like, this is, I did all this and then now this is because of that. Okay, whatever. And they're like, what are you talking about, man? CrossFit has, they take all these numbers and all these events and then they can accumulate it. And then the final is just a piece of it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll stick around then. I won first place. I left that event and I was like, what if I would never have, done it I would I would never I don't think that I would be where I'm at today as far as that stuff goes because I that unleashed something in me that let me see like dude you got a lot more in you than you even know you do and so I, yeah. that's 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 kind of where I would answer that. Awesome.
1: Well, for people listening, I'll put the uh, links to Seth's businesses in the description. Go check that out. And uh, thank you for almost an hour of your time, man. I Absolutely. Really
0: it. Absolutely, fun. man. It was great.
1: Awesome. So people listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation do most of my old changes down there have a cup of coffee hang out down in el reno it's a good spot to go and not only are they great friends but they provide a great service so for over 60 years a third generation family owned oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um, ford lincoln or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffyFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffyFordLincoln.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us, and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.